What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Cast from the Crypt, the comedy podcast all about Tales from the Crypt and everything horrifying and hilarious. I am your host, CJ Roby, and I am watching every single episode of Tales from the Crypt for the very first time, and we're just, you know, talking a bunch of shit, <laughs> analyzing it, discussing it, where we just go over the episode and have a good time doing it. But before we get into it, you know what? Let's celebrate the creepy days. October is finally here. We, uh, yes, we're here. We're in it. Uh, It was ungodly hot today for no reason for it to be October. But you know what? Who who knows? We're we're all just going to fucking, the sun is just going to, bleach this whole fucking place that's the real i wonder i wonder if there's gonna be a tales from the crypt episode of just like the sun just bearing down on the whole world and just fucking burning us off like ants but yeah it's been just so uh just been so hot around here so i'm gonna cool down with a beer and a toast to October. Hold on just one second. We're going to take a short break at the very beginning of the episode. All right, I'm back. Got my apple beer. Got this this made from the apples that are out back of my studio, which as you know is upstairs of the Cryptkeeper's mansion. I I picked them. I made this myself. Picked the apples. They did have some, like, weird green ooze coming off of the top of them and some weird, like, skull-shaped skull face in the center of them, like a Snow White witch apple, but I figured it was fine. Look, apples are good for you, right? So this this is going to be good. So we're toasting to October. And then we're going to get into the episode. So... Season 2, episode 11. Judy, you're not yourself today. A wacky episode coming right off the heels of Ventriloquist Dummy. It's about a sinister form of identity theft and a couple who just, you know, their love is so strong that it brings them together. They can recognize each other no matter whose face they're wearing. This one's pretty funny. Uh, it's like it's not as funny as Ventriloquist Dummy, just because like that twist was that twist was gold. It was it was hilarious. Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait, like there's you can't put them together and not have it be hilarious. But this one, this one's funny for different reasons. Just just like the tone and the pacing of this entire episode, like the weird <laughs> the weird accordion music in the background of everything. It's just like altogether a more ridiculous episode. There's yeah, it's 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 all over the place. There's clown music, there's pure evil, there's Batman leveled fucking gambits that people pull just like oh well did you know about this <gasps> wait a minute that changes everything <laughs> like i it's <laughs> we i i just got to i just got to let you know about it but before i do 
it's time to go over those top five credits of the episode. So today's top five required some uh, digging through the IMDb pages. Uh, This episode wasn't like one of those heavy hitters that just had uh, an ass load of super crazy famous people in it. Uh, Really the, the most notable person uh in the in the actual cast is carol kane but um you know what we'll we'll get into it let's start with number five number five is okay well i i don't know how to say this name mark fisicella yes there it is mark fisicella uh he is the production designer of this episode so he pretty much signed off on just the whole visual aspect of what everything looked like. He's the guy who put all the dolls around there for some reason. He thought it was great. Um, He's also done work on Fantasy Island, which I've still yet to see. I don't remember if it's out yet. But uh, he, he was the production designer on Fantasy Island, and that already looked really great from just the trailers. And he was the production designer for The Hot Chick. <laughs> uh, I, it, was, it just was not a movie that I was expecting to pop up in this IMDb list. Uh, yeah, he also, did, he also did the really bad horror movie Ma, which was just not, just not great. I saw it in theaters. I was like, ooh, this is going to be creepy. And it just, it was just weird. <laughs> Number four is Scott Nimerfro. Nimerfro? Scott Nimerfro. So he's the writer of this episode, but uh, I didn't put him on here for his writing credits. Uh, he's, he's written a bunch of things, but none of them were super notable to me. Uh, but he is... The producer, and well, he's the producer of the first X Men movie. He was he helped just put that together. He's also a co-producer on both of the Tales from the Crypt movies, which is it's it's. I was just like, oh, oh, hey, like one of one of the guys who is actually part of these movies is is working on a random episode, and I think this is the only episode that he worked on. I'd have to look again. It was just kind of fun. Number three is Francis Bay. Francis Bay, all right. So when you watch this episode, you're going to see her and you're going to be like, I know that old lady because she's she's just an she's just like the old lady in a bunch of things. Just so many things. She was Happy Gilmore's grandma. Uh, she's in a, a bunch of TV episodes. Uh, she'll just pop up randomly doing generally some like random comedic thing. She's she's really funny a lot of times. Like every every time you see her, uh, she was also the old lady in Arachnophobia. If anybody remembers that movie, one of the one of the original. It was it was like my first thriller, I guess. It's not really a horror movie because John Goodman's there, but. I I was that whole time I was just like oh god who's this spider gonna murk next, and when he got the old couple I was just like damn that's fucked, these these old people were so nice or maybe they were assholes I can't remember it's it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Number two is Carol Kane. 
the uh, the star power of this episode, pretty much. Uh, she's she's been in a lot of stuff. Honestly, she's very recognizable, even though I didn't recognize her <laughs> when uh, when I started watching this because she's so young in this. But it's it's weird because you never really see her young. A lot of times she plays like she's really good at playing characters in like old person makeup or like, you know, weird prosthetics and stuff. She was one of the witches in Princess Bride. Like she's she's all over the place with all that kind of stuff. Uh, but originally, I mean, not really originally, but she got her big break in Taxi. Uh, an old sitcom that I've never seen, but it was probably on Nick at Night for a while, and I just glazed over it. Um, but she had a big role in that. She's also uh, a favorite character of mine in two shows, actually. She's the Penguin's mom in Gotham. She's she's Mrs. Cobblepot, and she's the crazy neighbor lady in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Both of them are, are great roles, and I was just like, oh, shit. Mrs. Cobblepot is in this episode? This is dope. Always fun to see her on screen. And finally, number one, our top credit for this episode is Tom Belfort, who did the sound for this episode. He was the, uh, the sound supervisor, and he's done a lot of work. He's done a lot of stuff, and it was it was crazy. I couldn't even get through. I was like, okay, you know what? I've got enough. Now that I've gotten halfway through your IMDb page, I've seen enough. You're you're ridiculous. You do a bunch. Uh, he did he did the sound on. All right, so he did the sound on the Warcraft movie. All right, he 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 uh, supervised the sound. You know, he had he had the whole team. I'm not gonna say he did the sound. He was the sound supervisor on Snakes on a Plane. Like, he he made sure that you could hear Samuel L. Jackson yelling at these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. He also did Serenity, which is, I mean, Serenity has great sound. I love Firefly. Bring it back for another season. Watch, watch Firefly. That's all I have to say about that. I'm so glad that I that I found a Serenity connection in here of all things. Uh, and we were just talking about Young Indiana Jones last episode. Frank Darabont was probably just like, "Oh, hey, you know what? You let me you let me direct this episode. I got this guy." I, he's a he's a great sound guy. You should use him on your next episode. He did all of Indiana Jones with me. He did all of Young Indiana Jones with me. Did the, he was responsible for the whip crack of all of that. And he's also he's also responsible for making us listen to the god awful Pluto Nash. I I like. I almost rolled back in my chair when I saw Pluto Nash on here. It's like, oh, good lord. He helped with this movie? Uh, but you know what? Listen, the sound isn't the problem with that movie. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say that and keep it there. So that is top five credits of the episode. Let's get into this wacky, freaky, Friday-ass bullshit. <laughs> So here it goes. This is Season 2, Episode 11. Judy, you're not yourself today. 
aired June 12th, 1990. And you know what? I'm we're not even getting into the Crypt Keeper today. It's he's got like this. It's so gross. He's got like it, it's doing he's doing like a beauty care thing. He's got a face mask. It's like a weird like congealed blood face mask and he like takes it off and it's all like jelly and it's disgusting. It's the grossest thing I've I've seen. You don't even have skin, you dead man. You why do you need a a care routine for? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm not talking about him this week. So gross. Um <laughs> the episode opens on dolls. It, it opens on dolls and accordion music. That's that's there's there's it's like a solid minute of just like a camera panning over some dolls with some weird with some weird like it's I've got no idea it 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 just really doesn't have to do with anything either this episode's not about dolls this is a this isn't even about they never mention the dolls again after this no it's not like the wife is like ooh like you know, my collection of dolls, and like, duh, duh. no, no, it's just, it's just an establishing shot of dolls, I, maybe, maybe the, uh, all the characters in this episode are hollow inside, or they've got, like, other people, like, stacked inside of them, you know what, okay, all right, fine, I could see, like, a Russian nesting doll sort of allegory that you could make if you really, really try to stretch it as far as it'll go, but other than that, I got nothing for it, but, uh, so we were introduced to our first main character, Donald, who <laughs> is, he just starts off pointing a gun at the camera, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> like, ooh, fuck yeah, and this dude is just all about guns. He's he's aiming it at nothing. He's just like, yes, mm, come on, look look at this, look at this gun. And his wife is just like, ah, well, yes, I get it, dear. You're you love your guns, and uh, they both have this weird. So they do this thing. They do this thing where they kind of dip in and out from some weird accent. Like, it's supposed to be some, like, weird English accent or something like that. Just very posh. And it's, it just shows up out of nowhere. Like, you can, you can definitely track it through the episode to where it's just like, oh, you're doing that again? But they're sitting at the table, they're, uh, having, having breakfast, they're just talking, and then somebody rings the doorbell, and they're both, they're both going, oh, who could it be at this ungodly hour? But the, it's, I'm pretty sure it's like noon around there. It's not like a, it's not like a sun just now coming up sort of light. You see the window and it's like, the sun is like directly above them. You can tell. It's, <laughs> it is definitely, definitely time for them to be like doing more things. It's not really that ungodly of an hour. But the dude, so, so since, but since it's so early for these people, dude just grabs his gun, <laughs> he, he grabs his gun to go to the door, he grabs his shotgun, he, he, he had a pistol, and then he grabs the shotgun, he stops, grabs the shotgun, and go, BIG GUN, and he walks to the, to the fucking door, and I was like, oh my god, this is already, uh, this is already, 
nonsense. This guy, really? This guy is the is our main character? He opens the door, and it's some dude's just standing there with a clipboard, and he's dressed up all nice. Well, I, I won't even say nice. He's dressed in a suit. He's just some nerd-ass looking dude with a with a clipboard. And he opens the door and points the shotgun at this dude's chest. And dude's, of course, just like, uh, uh, shit, um, hi there, I'm from... Okay, so he's... <laughs> the joke is that the guy's company's name is Gelatin. Uh, I forget, I forget, I didn't write it down. I, I need to... I probably should go back and actually look at it, but I've, I'm too lazy for that. It's one joke in the show. It's fine. But it's... <laughs> the the acronym is Gelatin. So it's like Gun... Gun Elimination League Advocating Total International Neutrality. I remember the Total International Neutrality part of Gelatin. I forgot all the first parts. That's probably it. You go watch the episode and fact check it. I'm not watching it again, damn it. So, uh, dude is just super freaked out. And he's like, oh, oh god, what are you doing? And Donald's just like, huh, gun neutrality, huh? Do you know where you are, boy? And he doesn't sound like that. But <laughs> um, and he's just like, that's, that's so dangerous, sir. Man, it's not even loaded. While his finger is on the trigger. he This dude has the absolute worst fucking trigger discipline ever. But uh, he then he just swings it around to his wife and points it at her temple and pulls the trigger. It, just, it clicks and everyone freaks out but him. He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, see, it's just a joke. It's not loaded. Which, you never, you never do that. As a person... Oh, God. Oh, God. Good Lord. Yeah, people people who fucking toy around with shit like that. Like, you... Bro, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. You are free in your right. No matter if... No matter how loaded or unloaded a gun is, if someone points a gun at you, clicks it, and it doesn't kill you, you have the right to take that gun from them and beat them in their face until they can't use guns anymore. Um, so his wife is flipped out, and she tells the dude to leave. She closes the door, and she's all pissed. Um, well, she's not that pissed. She'll, you'll see. She, she's not that pissed. She, she just uh, kind of digs at him. She, she's looking at herself in the mirror, and she's like, oh, I got all these wrinkles from stress. You know what causes stress? Your husband pointing a fucking gun at your goddamn head. He's like, ah, oh, calm down. Uh, we we have this. We have this for for protection. Like this is the the real man's weapon. It's a it's a more elegant weapon for a more elegant time. Because uh, you can't open the door to just anyone anymore. You can't even. You can barely even let leave your house. Can't open the door and just let anyone in. And uh, they they argue for a while and. <laughs> It just, it just winds down because she's just like, you know, you're so attractive when you're mad. And he's like, oh, oh, am I? Mm -mm. <laughs> so, uh, dude, dude just packs up his gun and he's off to the gun club today. After he leaves, Judy's by herself. Um, it's like 
later, you know, it just it's just a scene transition. And she's coming down the stairs, and she does this, she has this little thing where she keeps lotion around in random areas, like, on her staircase. There's just, like, there's, like, a little, she's got, you know how some people have, like, wall shelves and they'll have like little plants or like pictures or something that's going down the staircase you've seen it in plenty of movies but she has a little uh uh i don't know what they're called wall platform who knows but it's got like lotion on it and uh there's another one that has a kleenex so she just walks down the stairs and like gets a couple pumps of lotion just lathers up real quick and uh the doorbell rings so she goes to answer it and she's like oh well fuck again who's all these all these salesmen's and shit she checks the door and it's not the salesman it's some old lady and uh the old lady says that they talked earlier she's from avatar cosmetics and they spoke over the phone but judy's just like wait well no i didn't speak to anyone on the phone and the old lady goes oh well this is your address right <laughs> well yes it is my address but i didn't talk to you about no avatar cosmetics so the ladies the lady's about to leave and she's just like oh well whatever hey uh before i go how long have you had that problem with your pores huh mm, ugh, ugh. and just fucking looks her up and down you know you know the passive aggressive shit that people in the beauty industry just live for so this Obviously, this gets Judy. This this is definitely gonna get a fucking suburban housewife. So she's like, "Oh, my my pores look bad. Hold on a second. Wait, hold on. Come on, come inside. Let's let's talk about these cosmetics." And the, oh well, it's only for uh, special clientele. You know, you, I don't think you'd be interested. No, no, please, please come in and show me your mystery creams. So the old lady comes in. They're just chopping it up for a little bit. And Judy notices the old lady's jewelry and asks if she can, uh, or, and asks about one of her necklaces. And the old lady's like, oh yeah, this old thing here, go ahead and wear my necklace. Uh, it's, it's fine, I don't even need it. And Judy's just like all about this necklace. She's transfixed. She puts it on and goes to the mirror to look at it and, ooh, like, look at herself. And she's already fucked it's it's already it's already done the lady smiles the old lady smiles and she stands up all slow she's like "Ooh, yeah you know you're so young and attractive and she's like "Ooh, wow thank you no one's no one said that to you in a while and you're like yeah and you got a great ass <laughs> and she's she's like wait what and the old lady's like yeah you got a great ass gonna be better when it's mine and then she fucking captain getting you body swaps this bitch <laughs> the 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 necklace the whole room bright green light top tier effects for the body swap and now this whole freaky friday ass bullshit begins it <laughs> it just right off the jump there was no like ooh like did, did you hear about, like, the witch of the body swap? Or, like, the, oh, man, I've heard a tell about a crazy necklace artifact that can allow you to... Uh, nope, nope, it's just, uh, you let the wrong one in, bitch. So, she gets her shit swiped. Donald's all happy, he's getting back home from gun club after just 
being hard all day, just shooting up in the sky and talking about guns with other dudes. It was, it was a very sexy time for him. Um, he goes in the house and Judy's not there. No one answers him. He's walking around looking for her. And then all of a sudden, the old woman jumps up on his, on his back. It looks like she's going to bite straight through his neck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, she she jumps up and he he turns around. She's like, oh, please help. But he drops her on the ground. Um, and he asks where his wife is. What did she do with her? And she's, you know, trying to explain the situation. I am your wife. It's me, Judy. Like, this old lady stole my body. And uh, he asks her a couple of questions about their, their marriage. He's like, oh, yeah, if you're Judy, then... Like, where did we go on our on our honeymoon? Like, ah, we went to Boca Raton or whatever the fuck. I don't know. She's listen. She's old already. She probably was spending time at Boca right before she came here. Uh, who the the memories could be getting confused through the body swap now. Uh, yeah, no. So she she answers all of his questions. Uh, he's <laughs> what he he asks them what their room number is, and uh, it turns out. They didn't have one because he couldn't confirm the reservations because, of course, he can't. Like, everything that we've known from this dude so far is, yes, he's that big of an idiot. The phone rings, and Donald answers, and it's the bartender from the train station, which I, listen, I've been on a good amount of trains. I've never seen a bar in this train station. I've, I've been served drinks on trains before, but I didn't get to, like, pre-game and just get loaded before I got onto a train. I, I need to go to that train station. Maybe the, maybe the 90s, maybe the 90s just had that. Maybe that was, like, outlawed later when just too many drunken train bum fights happened. But he drops the, ooh, this is actually the second time that the title is dropped, because... The bartender at the train station calls, and he, uh, he asks if Donald and Judy got into a fight. Donald's like, no, why Why would you ask? Oh, because Judy's down here, and uh, she's got a real fucking attitude on her right now. I don't know what's going on with Judy, but she ain't playing. Uh, and he goes, mm, Judy is not herself today, which uh, Donald also says earlier after he aims the gun at her once she once she kind of berates him for it he's like what what did i do judy you're not yourself today so donald believes he he knows what's going on now so uh him and judy are about to go to the train station to go figure it out he tells judy to well he tells old judy to grab her coat and uh she goes in there <laughs> she goes in there and uh, while she's figuring out what she should wear, he just locks her in the closet. <laughs> it was, it's too important. It's too important to be wondering what coat you're going to get. Damn it. We got business to take care of. So he just locks her in the closet. Um, which would turn out to be a pretty decent strategy. So he goes to the train station and he finds Judy and she doesn't recognize him because she's not Judy. He just stands right behind her and she blows cigarette smoke in his face and walks right on by. 
with just no recognition of the of the situation. And now he knows that it's not his duty. He he sees he sees a newspaper article about uh, about doctors mistaking a set of twins for uh, for a tumor. So he gets an idea. This is this is like what I'm talking about. This fucking Vulcan mind meld. Like this guy. Listen, this is a great plan. This is an absolutely fantastic plan that I did not think that Donald would be able to come up with, and I don't think that I would be able to come up with. Like, no matter how quick thinking you are, it would just be like, wait a minute, okay, so if she's stolen her body, then she's not gonna want a body that's diseased. She's gonna have to switch back in order to, yes, now I can use this, I can use the idea that this newspaper gave me for a cancer and I could tell her yeah so like there's there's so many dots that you would have to connect so quickly for the time span that this happened in I don't know if anyone can do it you are the greatest fucking con person alive if you can just connect these dots instantly like this like he did so he tells her uh he's like oh Judy, you can't just run away from this. The, you know, the diagno- or the diagnosis is terminal. Yeah, Judy, the, the cancer is gonna kill you. Just please spend the time you have left with me. So, obviously, this freaks out the old woman. She's not about to- she's not about to be in a cancerous body. So, she swaps back. Change places! She ginyus once again. And right here- I thought that she was just gonna jump into Donald's body. I thought she was just gonna take his shit over and then and then make the story even more confusing. But uh, the the green light turns on, and once it stops, Judy's on the floor thanking Donald, and they are reunited, possibly because like uh, like there's okay there there are three things that can happen right here. She can go into Donald's body, making the story more complicated and just insane. She can pretend to swap bodies, which is what I thought she did. I thought that she just put on a big show just to make it seem like she gave back the body and would just have Donald take out her old body and not worry about it. But um, I guess, did, did the old woman ever learn Donald's name? I'm not entirely sure if Judy mentioned Donald at the very beginning of the episode, but it seems like it's Judy. She's, oh, Donald, yes, uh, it's me again, oh, I love you, uh. And so they go back to the house, and the fucking, the, the old ladies in the closet just banging on the door, just like, let me out, you bastards! <laughs> and then Donald... Oh my god. So, Donald just lights her up in the closet, but in just the stupidest way. He's, he just, it's just him fucking being scared to actually shoot. It, it looks like a fucking Andy Samberg sketch. The dude is like backed up. He's got like, he's got his arm all the way extended and he's looking away from him. He's like, ah! <laughs> while he's shooting <laughs> and just shooting everywhere barely even hitting the closet the like this dude literally can only barely hit the side of a barn door like oh god 
Um, but he gets her. He gets her with at least one bullet. And she falls out the closet dead. Hey, success, victory. You guys did it. You beat the old witch. And then <laughs> and then they fuck on her body, of course, because why wouldn't you? You just murdered a you just murdered an evil witch who won stole your body all right on Ju in judy's end this bitch stole her body and her husband killed the shit out of her on donald's end this is some evil witch who who tried to steal my wife's body so i'm gonna kill the fuck out of this bitch and so yeah obviously that makes i don't know about you guys but i mean like that's that's always my fucking fantasies in the wet dreams is that i get to justifiably shoot the shit out of like a warlock or something that's hey listen don't don't judge my uh google searches all right but yeah they <laughs> so they're uh they fuck over the lady's body and then they decide to bury this witch in their own home excuse me why would you why why and my girlfriend who watched this with me she pointed out like whose basement is just dirt it's just a dirt floor there's no there's no concrete there's no foundation or anything it's just dirt yeah you can just dig up a whole a whole grave in your basement and put someone in it hey those those are just the architectural standards of the 90s you know it's whatever. It is what it is. So they bury her in the basement. And I guess they jack all of her jewelry because <laughs> they uh they they lock away the necklace in their safe. And they said that oh, well like we tried burning it, we tried destroying it, we tried crushing it, blah blah blah. It just it won't die. So we got to lock it away in our own safe behind a painting. So now just Everything about this crazy witch is just gonna stay in their house. Just gonna stay in their house. Because, you know, it's fine. Uh, we already took care of it. It's dealt with. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Magic? Who cares? Uh, so, it time skips to three months later. And Judy wakes up because when they, when they lock the, the thing away, she's just all she's still all transfixed by it and also why didn't you just throw that thing into like the ocean or something you could have why even try to destroy it you could have just gotten rid of it but you know what hey it's fine you guys do you i'm sure it'll turn out great um so <laughs> so judy wakes up from a nightmare um, apparently they've both been having nightmares for three months, but she wakes up and she kind of is still obsessed with the necklace. Uh, she goes over to the safe and she opens it and it starts glowing all green again. And she's just like, yes, yes. And then, and then Donald wakes up also having a nightmare and she's she's wearing she's wearing the necklace and he's like what the fuck why are you wearing the necklace she's like oh well like i just couldn't stop thinking about it i figured i figured like maybe i'll just like give it a give it a wear just like you know just kind of have it uh the the that old witch has just been like haunting my dreams and he's like oh yeah me too definitely 
And then they hear something downstairs. So Donald goes to check on it, of course. And like, <sighs> all right. So yeah, he he pulls a gun from the bed. No, hold on. Because he has, he just has a gun. I'm pretty sure. Again, I'm not going to go rewatch this episode again. But so a thing is, I'm pretty sure in my memory, he goes downstairs with a gun. And then downstairs, there's not a burglar. There's not anything like that. It is the fucking body. It is the undead rotting body of this witch. Just in his kitchen. Just, <laughs> and he flips out. So, and then he starts running around trying to look for a gun, I think. He's just, like, opening drawers and all this other shit. But he he runs away from her at first. Uh, she catches him off guard. So he might have dropped the gun and then had to go run to get another gun that he had stashed away somewhere. I'm not entirely sure. But he's, he's over here looking for a gun. He's tearing his house apart. And he's got, like, drawers full of targets. And he's just got all this dumb bullshit that he's just throwing around. He knocks over a whole cabinet looking for a gun. It's ridiculous. And when he finally finds one, he's about to blow this bitch away. But she's like, no, wait, I'm Judy. She did it again. She got me. I, I got got. And she she swapped with my ass again. Like you gotta you gotta take her out. And when she says this, other Judy, regular Judy, comes down the stairs and she's just all dressed up, ready to go. She's got like a suitcase and shit. <laughs> and and uh and she immediately screams. She doesn't say anything. She screams at the at the undead bitch and tries to tries to confuse the whole situation. She's like, hey, no, I'm Judy. Don't worry about it. Kill her. Just kill it. She's she's evil. Uh, she's the witch. And the witch is like, no, I'm Judy. I promise you. She swapped bodies with me again. Like, I'm Judy. So, you know, it's back and forth. I'm Judy. No, I'm Judy. No, I'm Judy. No, I'm Judy. And uh, Donald, in another, in another, like, pretty decently smart move for for what this dude's character seems to be uh he grabs his keys <laughs> his keys he grabs his keys and he throws them on the table and he goes uh what judy uh pull pull the jag up front so i can take this bitch out and she's like oh yes of course yes dear haha and she grabs the keys which the keys have two bullets on them of course the, the keys his keychain has like a fucking has like a 50 cal and like a nine millimeter just on it it's like you could have just done the 50 cal why do you need two bullets like we get it like if you would have just had the 50 cal that's a pretty cool like keychain that's a pretty cool keychain accessory like i get it but why do you need two come on bro so she grabs the keys and she's like yes i will pull the jag up around front and then he he cocks back the trigger because they don't have a fucking jag. So she she just immediately rushes him. She's like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then they start fighting. They, they start struggling. And of course, because he still has the gun in his hand, he shoots her in the stomach while they're fighting. Well... No reason, no reason for this witch to be in, in Judy's body anymore. It just got shot. So she swaps back. 
And uh, now just the sad ending. He, she's like, oh, yes, like, Donald, I'm back. And then they look around. Old undead witch is gone. She's just out of there. Um, which I... I've got I've got some questions about that too. Like, is she gonna be able to hide? Like, how is she gonna get away? She's all like, she should be hobbling. Nothing should work on her anymore. She shouldn't be able to make an escape. Um, but yeah. So Judy's Judy's now back in her body, but she also has a bullet directly in that body as well, sharing the space with her. So uh, so she. She dies in his arms, and <laughs> and her dying words. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a fantastic line because as she's dying in in his arms from a gunshot wound inflicted from him, what once again terrible trigger discipline. She asks him, "What does the NRA handbook suggest you do in this situation?" <laughs> and then dies. So, yeah, he's he's sad. He uh, he cradles her body, and that's that's just that's just it. It just leaves him on sadness with her dead in his arms on the floor, and then uh, and then we're we're still not talking about the crypt keeper, mostly because I forget what the end what his ending part was. But I'm sure I'm sure it enraged and terrified me. So that's the episode. That is it. Uh, once again, it just just a really crazy and really funny episode. This is definitely one that I that I suggest that uh, that you watch just to just to have a good time. Just it's just so funny. You're just gonna be yelling at the screen, just like what the fuck is going on? Or you can just read the comic because I mean. They're practically the same. It's another one where it's just straight shot to exactly what we were already doing. <laughs> so let's uh, take a look at the comic versus the show. The source material for today's episode was Tales from the Crypt number 25. It is a Vault Keeper story. Um, it's like the second comic in the uh, issue, and it's... Um, I mean, pretty much exactly the same <laughs> as as the episode. Like, they didn't really do much to actually change up this episode. It's, like, seriously, like, all the same beats. The only things that they really changed up was kind of, like, the husband's disposition. He's not, like, a crazy gun nut dude in, in, the, uh, in the comic, although it would have been hilarious he the gun just shows up at the way end which is is kind of weird i don't know why they had to like had to be like all right yeah he's just some like super gun nut dude just horny for bullets and uh and then he just takes the opportunity to shoot the shit out of somebody like it's i don't understand why was shooting someone who stole your wife's body like a taboo in the 90s like i know like i know that there's been so many oh they're taking her guns but like i didn't know that it reached such a fever pitch by the time that this episode had gone to where the creators are like oh well in the comic he takes out a gun and shoots somebody but uh, who 
What kind of person would do that? Just must be some sort of crazy gun guy who would do that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, no. And and the, the other major change for the episode is just, like... So so the comic just gets straight to it. it the, the husband leaves, and immediately this old lady's just, like, all up in the wife's business, and then all up in the wife's body. Uh, there's, there's no, like, lead-up that other, like, salesman in the beginning wasn't there. It's literally just, like, the narrator's just like, Oh, this is Donald and his wife, and Donald's going to work. Oh, bye, honey, I'm going to work. Oh, but before he leaves, he tells his wife the same thing that he always does. Oh, hey, honey, I'm going to work. Don't let any strangers into the house. Uh, time for me to catch a bus. And then he's just out. And, and it's like two panels. It's her watching him leave. And then the next panel is a knock at the door. And she's just like, oh, someone's here at the door. Let me just let him on in. <laughs> So she's a dumbass in the comic. Uh, she's less of a dumbass in the show, even though she got duped immediately by fucking makeup. But you know these these are suburbanites, okay? That's that's they're they're not really the most savvy people. But um, yeah, she <laughs> and it gets it gets right into it. Soon as she lets this old lady into her house, ah, oh, great. Hmm. That's a nice body you have. I'm an old lady and I'm creepy, so give it to me. <laughs> and then makes the swap. So, and then right after that, the the whole thing goes exactly as planned. Um, the the cancer, the him stopping her at the shit. She was at the well. Actually, okay. So she's not like at the bar when he uh, when he gets the call that she's being weird. Um, She's already at the train station about to leave. The that whole like middle part didn't really happen. But all the all the beats are still the same. He he comes home, she's like, I am Judy. He asks her all the questions, and then uh he <laughs> instead of like tricking her into the closet, he literally just asks her to go hang out in the closet. Um and the other thing, the other thing that really changes this up is that so he gets her. All right, and and this kind of gives me some maybe context into the actual episode, but he takes out the old lady. She he he shoots the shit out of her and they're just like, "Yes, that was the old lady. I'm Judy, I'm your wife. Let's bury your ass." Uh they bury her and then it does the whole 6 months later thing, but in the episode, it's it's just kind of it's kind of weird because it's like, okay, well, you've been getting nightmares. Why have you been getting nightmares if you're already the old lady? Or did you like or was Judy still in your body and then she tried to she she took off? You know, she she like came back from the dead and then was just like, no, put me back in my body. You you didn't do it right. I was very confused at that ending because I was like, how did she get back in here? But in the comic, it's literally just like, oh well, the corpse just decided to take her body again. <laughs> She's just like, no, no, she did it to me again. I was like, this bitch has been dead for six months. How did she cast magic on you again? <laughs> Like, and why did you bury a magic old bitch under your house? Have you not seen Poltergeist? But 
Anyway, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It all ends up the same. Um, uh, they don't. They don't really struggle in the fight. He just. She's just like ah. She stole my body again. Shoot that bitch, and he and he shoots that bitch, and then and then she immediately swaps back. She's just like nope. Ah damn, getting shot sucks. Nope, put me back in my corpse. And then yeah, it just ends sad for everybody once again. <laughs> But uh but that's that's the comic. It was it was pretty straightforward. I was very surprised at how little had to be changed. Uh even though I mean like it seemed like a pretty straightforward episode. The comic just gets directly to it. They're just it's just a straight line from hey, don't leave don't let strangers into the house to, oh, you let a stranger into your house and then your body got stolen and then I had to shoot you and then your body got re-swapped so that you, so that you just died. Good. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, that is, uh, that's comic versus show for this week. But, uh, before, before we end it, I got one final thing for you and that is Shriek of the Week. So there was a slight problem with the Shriek of the Week this week. Uh, I lost that part of the file. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm just uh, filling in right now because I'm late on getting this episode out. But you know what? Shriek of the Week is simple. It's October. It's the Shriek of the fucking month. Like, that's that's it, it's spooky time, you guys. We already said it. So, uh, the Shriek of the Week is just to enjoy your month, uh, and hopefully, uh, fall will actually happen this year, because we're, this is just summer part two so far. So, uh, watch some horror movies, play some spooky games, play a spooky board game, uh, just scare your loved ones with crazy masks, uh, coming out of nowhere, but... Just uh, enjoy yourself, because it's October, and this is what we live for. All right, folks, uh, that's it for me. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter at CJDemoka, and the same with Twitch. We're going to be playing some spooky games this month, hopefully, if I can get my hands on any. But, yeah. Come check it out. That's C-J-D-A-M-O-C-H-A. And until then, go ahead and uh, stay spooky. 